Coming to you live from the second bedroom of Shane's apartment. This is the Shane and Scuba Steve podcast. Welcome back to the Shane and Scuba Steve podcast. Episode 48. Episode 48. We're kicking it. Mm-hmm. Kicking it old school. Our knees are really hurting us now. Just climbing up this ladder of podcasting, oh. you know. Yeah. Your knees get to you right away. I mean, that also comes from old age of podcasts. We're in the midlife of our podcasts. You think? Two years in? I mean, it's like it, podcasts and, and dog years are one and the same. So, you know. True. So we're like 14. Okay. So we're a, like a preteen or, or like a mid-teen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How's your week going? It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, my dude. Uh, it's going all right. Uh, my upstairs neighbor has been just blaring music all day. Um, and like a weird collection of music, like okay. some classic rock, um, some rap. Uh, he, here's the thing: he plays guitar and he practices his guitar a lot, which can be annoying. But he's he's getting good. But he does like the Titanic theme, like the "My Heart Will Go On," like or like the yeah that part. Uh, today he was playing uh, "Bag of Weed" by Family Guy, like that song that Brian does over and over again. Okay, just practicing that. Well, like playing with it, but just like it, like, yeah, but it was just a weird collection of music, just very loud. I banged a couple times on the wall, uh, but I don't think it really did anything. So, but yeah, that was pretty much my day and watching NYPD Blue. Okay. How, how is the rewatch going for you on that? I mean, and here's the thing, like the last week or so, I've been getting a lot of weird YouTube recommendations being like, watch NYPD Blue. Like here's a bunch of clips. Okay. And I got hooked into the clips and I was like. I think I gotta check out NYPD Blue. So I, so I, I'm on episode three of the first season. It started in 1993, and it shows it because all the detectives have typewriters on their desks, and like not as like oh just for the aesthetic. Like no, they use them. I see them many times, putting the paper in and rolling it up and going, oh my god, that's a nightmare. They're going for it. You know? Yeah, uh, but it's all right. Uh, so yeah, that's what I that's what I do on my days off is watch early 90s cop dramas that are supposed to be so real and intense and are moderate. Uh, okay. But what, what about you? Um, really? You know, work, we're working. Working's like an important thing right now. Um, mm-hmm. I've been rewatching BoJack very slowly. Yep. So what I does go, that mean? Very slowly, like at one and a half speed? No, like, I, like I'll throw an episode on here and there, but I've so far made it through season five. I'm almost done. But mm-hmm. was, at this point, I'm like, I could just restart it. Yep. It is probably my second favorite holiday, like Hollywood show, even though it's technically a spoof on Hollywood. What's your first favorite? Entourage. Okay. Do you have a third favorite? L.A. Confidential. Is that a movie or a TV? I've never seen well, it. Well, there is a... Ooh, you should really watch the movie, L.A. Confidential. Great okay. little noir film, uh, with, which I think it was either like Russell uh, Crowe's like, first or second movie in America, like his first, like that, at least where he was notable. Um, really good in that. Kevin Spacey uh, is in it, but uh, can I give you a spoiler that'll make you feel better about it with the whole Kevin Spacey thing? Does he die? He dies. Okay, all so, right. But still watch the movie. Um, but yeah, I don't know if there's a, there's probably a show called L.A. Confidential. I'm not shocked if they haven't I, done yeah. that yet. I... But when you said Hollywood show, I was like, aren't all shows Hollywood because they're produced in Hollywood? But uh, you meant that focuses on Hollywood. Okay. All right. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, like, the, the focus on Hollywood is, is the key part of it. There. Yes. Though I can't think of, now, once you said Entourage, I was like, oh, yeah, that one. I can't think of any other Hollywood-focused 
show other than like reality shows like keeping up with the kardashians or like real housewives of beverly hills i'm sure there's other things that we're just forgetting like tv show based shows like show on a show type things Ooh, what was the uh aaron sorkin uh west wing one but it was about a tv show oh um, the newsroom no not the newsroom but i know you're t- um uh, it's like studio b I- i'm gonna look it up right now but it's uh it's like an SNL parody show, but like by Aaron Sorkin, and it's like the intensity of West Wing. It's not too okay. bad. Um, oh, Studio Sixty on the Sunset Strip. That's what it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I mean, it's got Matthew Perry uh, in it, and also uh, Bradley Whitford, who's in the West Wing as uh, Josh Lyman. Yeah. So, like the two of them together are great. But yeah, just an interesting show that tries like the show that a show that shows. That tries to within ex- a show. Ex- seriously, that tries to explore like what making a sh- <laughs> the this word is bad. the sh- the word show is lost all meaning. Uh, yeah, let's move. Let's get past the shows and shows and shows. Yeah. Um, anyway, we got a drink of the week this week with the show and the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing light beers. Yes, and uh, it's St. Patrick's Day week. Mm-hmm. St. Patrick's Day is, I believe, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow of us recording, but uh, today of the people listening, because you yes. get it dropped on Wednesdays. Wednesday the 17th. Um, so we're doing light beers. I want to dye them green, but I don't have any green food coloring. Yep. Um, you just have blue and yellow, so. So I'm just drinking a, I'm drinking a, a harpoon, don't poke the bear that mm-hmm. I have lying around. Very yep. good. Very Bruins. It's a Bruins brewed beer. The Bruins were involved in making it with the bear and the Bruins and the beer and the hops. Uh huh. What did uh, Tuca do? What part did he uh, help with? He drained it through his glove. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. I like it. Oh, wow. You're welcome. Yeah, I know. Great sports joke, Scuba. Ah, I love it. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a tasty beer. Thankfully, it's not green. What um, is the beer itself? Like, what is it? believe it's a lager Ooh, okay okay let me confirm for you mm-hmm. it's jalapeno beer no i've had a habanero beer though mm-hmm. it's very it's a golden ale uh ooh, okay Ooh, i like that like the golden bears of massachusetts <laughs> yeah the golden yeah. bears i don't know aren't there i feel like there's a, a species of bear that's like golden bears yeah but i think they're in like china Hey, Boston's a melting pot, they say. That's why. Uh, actually, on, on second thought, I don't think golden bears are a thing. <laughs> I don't know about that, man. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen a golden bear. Um, yeah, it might have just been a black bear that was albino and like had some, you know, like some, some sunshine. Sea- yeah, and some sand in there. But I'm pretty sure I, I've seen a golden bear. Um, yeah. Well, the Golden Bear is the uh, the highest prize awarded for the best film at the Berlin International Film Festival. The Berlin? Yes. Exactly. I've seen plenty of gold. You know I watched the, uh, what's the name of that uh, award show? Oh, the Berlin International Film Festival? You know I watch the uh, the Biff every year. <laughs> I watch that Biff every, oh, you, I stay up late. I have my, I, I dress up. I have my sheet with all the nominees, which actually we don't have it on the rundown, but the Oscar nominees were uh, put out this week. We'll, we'll give that a quick rundown in a minute. We can, and but uh, yeah, the Golden Bear and all the time. Anyway, Wait, I have a I have a oh. trivia question for you before we oh. get going. Is it about the Biffs? Because I bet I know the. It answer. is about the Biffs. Okay. Um, all right. So the the statue of the Golden Bear is the award you win. Um, care these these are metric numbers before we get going. Uh, care to venture to guess its height? 
In metric? Yes. Okay. Um, hmm. 147 centimeters. 20 centimeters. <clears throat> uh, care to guess its weight? And this is metrics again? Yes. Uh, two kilos? Close. Four kilos. Oh, yeah. It's a beefy uh. fucking bear, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> That's the you, you know how like the Academy Awards like it's called like the Oscars because that's the statue. Yep. Um. The uh, the Biff statue awards are called the the Beef Boys. Uh, because, <laughs> the Beef Boys. Yeah, they're like ah, oh, my Beef Boy. I got it over there because it's, it's like a so stout bear. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh. Let's see. Uh, when was the last? When was the last Biff? It was last year. Come on, man. No, it's annually. Just... Oh, Magnolia in two thousand. 2000, the Paul Thomas Anderson film was the last winner of the Biffs from the United States. Which one's Magnolia? Is that the one with Tom Cruise where he's like an inspirational speaker? Yes. Okay. But, oh, so it's exactly the one I thought? Good. Okay. I think so. No, it, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. You know what I drink when I'm watching the Biffs? It's my drink that I'm having this week on my drink of the week. Oh, yes. What are you having? Well, because, you know, St. Patrick's Day is tomorrow or today, depending on when you listen, or months ago or never, because you're in the future. Um, I always drink my favorite Irish beer, Stella. <laughs> mm-hmm. I always crack open my Stella in a green uh, bottle, ha- have you, um, and I go, mm, the taste of Ireland. Brings you back, doesn't it? It does. And I just think of my me, me grandma. Saying, you got your Stella? And I say, yeah, I do. And I, and I drink it for her. Yep. Drinking the Stella. Mm, so Irish. Mm. Yeah. All right. So uh, I got to bring up the Golden Bears one more time. Please do. I promise we'll end it after this. No, I don't know why you're feeling it. Sorry about this. You know I'm such a big Biff fan. I know. All right. So do you know the 2021 winner? So I'm, well, it's not an American film because you already told me that Magnolia was the last American film. It uh, is not. Would you could can you give me the country it is from? To give me a little hint, Romania. Okay, I was gonna say, is it Roma? But Roma wasn't actually made in Romania. And actually, I think it's actually a Spanish film. It's a 2020 movie too. Um, ooh, was it a Dracula movie? Because it's uh, Romania. This I is definitely no not a Dracula movie. I have no idea what is it. Uh, bad luck banging or loony porn. That's the entire title. It is six words long. Uh, Looney porn ends the title. Is uh, it would like uh, a col like a semicolon, or it would be a colon if it's the two dots? Right? There is no punctuation in either the Americanized version or the Romanian version. Do they have punctuations in R- Romanish Rome- Romanian Romanian? Uh, no, I don't believe so. There's no punctuation. Oh, that language. Well, no, hold on. Sorry. Yes, there is definitely punctuation in Romanian. Uh, there's no punctuation in the Romanian title of the movie. Oh, okay. Bad luck okay. banging or loony porn. Um, hey, you know what? Maybe it's, it could just be a sequel to Magnolia. That movie's kind of weird, so maybe. You never know. Yeah. Well, that's six minutes on the Golden Bears. Yep, and our um, drinks of the week. Biffing away right there. Ugh, can't wait for the next Biffs. It's going to be another year from now. Um, maybe we should go to the Biffs next year. We'll record live from the Biffs. <laughs> They're not gonna let us in. They'll, they'll let us in. No, what they'll have we ever go... not been let in somewhere. Um, I mean, there was that uh, 
Illuminati meeting. They they were quick to shut we us down. We wore the wrong shoes to that. That was the problem. Yeah, I know. I thought Heelys would be Illuminati because they, you know, they're swift. They yeah, move you swiftly. just you glide the robe underneath the robes. I mean, mm-hmm. we're telling people too much at this point, but the robes. Well, this is all stuff that happens outside of the Illuminati meeting. We can talk about that. That's True. that's public domain. I mean, yeah, it is. Well, all right. So the Oscars did come out. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna do a, a quick switch over here. I don't believe I've seen very many of the Oscar-nominated movies. I have not seen any. This is like this year, especially because I feel so much stuff. I don't say so much stuff has happened. So little stuff has happened. I haven't seen like any of these. The only one that I really want to see uh, is oh, what is it? Uh, it's uh, Sound of Metal. That one I really would like to watch uh, with. Uh, is it Riz Ahmed? Yes. Yeah, I would love to see uh, that one. Other than that, I haven't, yeah, haven't seen any of the movies this year, just because this is a weird... It's a weird year. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting, you know, going into, the, like, diving right into the list and kind of ignoring the, the categories. Pixar has two movies for mm-hmm. animated feature film. They have Onward and Soul, yep. which were both movies of the week at one point on our show. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand why uh, Maria Bakalova was nominated for Borat because this is the, what we've come to as a community. <laughs> um, I still need to see Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which I know is um, Shadwick Boseman's last movie, which I yep. really want to watch it. Mank, I've heard, is very good. Got Gary Oldman's also nominated for mm-hmm. acting in a leading role. Um, Steve Yoon, I just read his recent GQ spread. For Minari, that could be really chance to watch that. I was gonna say, where can we watch? I'll look up where we can watch Minari. Uh, I'm also seeing you know, Sasha Baron Cohen uh, for Chicago Seven is uh, up there, which uh, that's another. I should actually watch that one because I bet I because that's also uh, what's his name? We just talked about him, Aaron Sorkin. Oh, Borat yeah. Two is Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> yeah, Borat Two is Sorry, Aaron I got Sorkin. Distracted on that one. No, Chicago Seven, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, was that's by. Netflix, isn't it? Yes. Okay. So. Interesting. Yeah, when I when they were like the nominations are out, I was like, "Oh, they are. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Interesting. I did not know that was a thing this year. I thought we had, uh, you know, said pass, but yeah, some nominations. Oh, it's yeah, it's it's crazy that Pixar gets nominated twice. Though when you put Soul and Onward next to each other, like Onward doesn't, I don't think, keep up. Because Soul stretches a far more profound like message it's trying to tell. While Onward is still like a nice, sweet narrative, but it's just like pixies and and dragons. Yep. And Soul's like, why are you you? This is your inside. Welcome. Hi. Yeah. And you're just like um, okay, but I'm giving a scroll through, and I haven't even seen any of the documentaries this year. I've, um, I watch so little documentaries unless they're. <laughs> promoted to me like hey this is a documentary for you shane <laughs> the shane dog this is just, that's me at work hey I, I mean i know you watched the octopus teacher because you have an emotional connection to an octopus i do because um it was uh 2014 at the biff awards uh there's an octopus there and i just i just got so you know i loved it it's hard not to get attached mm-hmm. um yeah i wish I, I like for a movie and tv show podcast we don't have much on the oscars this week but it's it is the same 10 movies being nominated over and over again. Yes. And also, I was going to say, for how many are there 10 this year for Best Picture nominations? Because I know that's like an option. They don't have to do 10. No, there's uh, nine. 
Yeah, exactly. That's so. his our movie's not there yet. That's the problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tenant, I've only seen nominated for like one thing. Yep. Which what was it? Sound act. It was either uh, was it special effects. We we've got production design, and it was it's actually two production design and visual effects. Oh uh, yeah, visual effects. Which is funny because Nolan is known for doing so. Like yes, he uses like CGI, but usually everything is practical in camera. So it's funny that it's like yeah, he gets a special effects uh, nomination. So, no. I mean, even Borat's up for an adapted screenplay nomination. What year was this? This is a weird year for everything. Mm-hmm. But adapted... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I would say adapted screenplay. I would always say screenplay is usually where you can get something that's, like, maybe out there. Like, it's a good movie, but you would never actually consider, like, a Best Picture nomination because you taking a screenplay and putting it on screen is very uh, difficult. Uh, that's why none of my endeavors have worked. Ah, I yes. understand. I know my sequel to uh, Train Spotting Two, Train Spotting Three, but the put it. I put a three in the middle of the title. They didn't want it. Oh, between the train and the spotting, between the T and the R. Um, well, see, that was the problem. I kept moving it because I was like, ah, there's no, there's no E anywhere for me to replace with this three, so it really doesn't fit. Like Fant Four Stick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Fant Four Stick. Yeah. So we do have two trailers a week this week. Um, Ghosts. We're going to start with the quicker one, the one that's um, I think has less le- less to to debate over. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to start with the Concrete Cowboy. Yes. So this is a new Idris Elba film produced by Idris Elba, uh, directed by Ricky Staub, who doesn't even have a Wikipedia link yet, but we'll get him one. Um, <laughs> you and me. Well, wheel as in the entire industry of people who enjoy watching movies. That's true. Uh, this is a Netflix pick. It is a Netflix pick. It actually, fun enough, Shane loves the Biffs. This premiered at the TIFF Awards in September. The Toronto International Film Festival? Yes, sir. Well, I don't watch those. I had a feeling. <laughs> the TIFFs are so little in comparison to the Biffs. Okay, man? You, you, honestly, you shouldn't be disrespecting the Biffs by calling the TIFFs TIFFs. All right? They're the Toronto International Film Festival. All right, man? They don't get, they're not up to date. Like, you know, they're not chill. But really, this premiered there. Oh, wonderful. Let's see. Um, do you, so there isn't, unfortunately, we don't have the weight of the TIFF award. So we'll just keep rolling. Um, this movie looks really good. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a, it's going to be a heart movie. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's very coming of age um, and understanding one's background. And definitely. Uh, oh, sorry. But I was going to say to let the viewers know, uh, Concrete Cowboy is about a 15 year old boy that uh, sent to Philadelphia to live with his estranged father, Idris Elba. Who's an urban cowboy? Yeah. On the steel horse I ride, but it's actually a horse. It really is a horse. Lots of horses. Have you ever ridden a horse? No, I've ridden an elephant. Okay, that's a step up. It's not the same. I was a child, no, too. For sure. And I mean, like, you know, in, at, maybe in war, I'd want to ride on an elephant. But, like, getting around, I'd probably be like, no, I'll take the horse. It's going to be a lot I think riding an elephant in war would be dangerous, like, more dangerous. I didn't say it would be uh, uh, less dangerous. I just said I'd rather. Okay. Because if anything, people would be like, you know what? I'm not messing with a guy riding an elephant. Let he, just let him move on through. That guy's not to be fucked with. He's not even steering the elephant. You don't steer elephants. The elephant's yeah. just going. So I think anyway, I'm excited for this movie. I'm excited for every movie we talk about, but I think this is going to be good. I'm I've been really, I don't know, Netflix content lately has been really on point. 
Mm-hmm. I'll be excited to watch something that covers a topic I don't really know much about. And I know that there's a, there are like urban cowboy riding situations across the country. It'll be interesting to kind of understand some about some of that from a narrative perspective. Yep. I do appreciate that in the cast, there's just drug deal buyers. <laughs> that's always a nice sign. Well, if anything, I like that. The fact that like that's noted just shows that it'll be a far tighter cast and smaller. So you're not like I'm trying to think of a movie that has just an eclectic. Well, any of those movies, there's like remember like Valentine's Day or New Year's Eve, those movies that came out where it's yep. like every big name actor, but it's like who who am I following in this? And at the very end, it's like they're all they all know each other. This person's the doctor to that person who's married to this person, and they all and they all ha- connect. Oh, big. <laughs> All tied in to St. Patrick's Day, the movie. Um, oh, Jesus. Oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah. But yeah, Concrete Cowboy. This looks good. It, it, it really does. Uh, Idris Elba always enjoy him. I mean, you can't beat Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, no, so of I course think... not. Because why would you want to beat? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know if Cow- Concrete Cowboy will live up to Hobbs and Shaw, but it really looks good. Uh, I think the I get... action will be incredible. Oh, oh yeah, the action in this uh, father-son drama definitely going to compete with, uh, you know, the bland Hobbs and Shaw from the Fast and Furious makers. Um, I give, I'm going to give this a uh, like an upfront three out of four. Uh, trying to learn how to ride a horse and getting bucked off. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right, I'll give it a preemptive. Seven out of ten cowboy hats. Oh, a lot of cowboy hats in this. A ton of cowboy, and he gets a cowboy hat. the The son gets a cowboy hat in the trailer. Which, you know it's legit. Which I'm going to just say, spoiler, uh, trailer makers. Ah, he gets a, a cowboy hat. <sighs> His arc in the movie gets him a cowboy hat. How? Come on, guys. That's something I don't want to be ruined on. <sighs> so uh, we we have a second trailer of the week. Um, yes. This one feels like it could have come straight out of the 90s. It is Voyager. Voyagers. Yes. Um, it's going to come out early, first week of April from Lionsgate. Uh, a little blurb on this one, set in the near future. Uh, this chronicles the odyssey of 30 young men and women who are sent deep into space on a multi-generational mission in search of a new home. And then everything goes awry in a fun, funky, <laughs> Colin Farrell-style way. Yeah. Uh, this movie is pretty much like Lord of the Flies in space uh, from what's like shown in the trailers and what's been like said by the media. I think it looks pretty interesting. Uh, Colin Farrell is really nice, but I just like I saw like a tweet that was with the synopsis where it was like, like children are sent into space with one uh, adult who uh, loses control. And like then it just shows a picture of Colin Farrell. It's like, well, I'm guessing he's the adult because if not, who's older than Colin Farrell? Um but this looks just interesting. It looks like it's going to be a lot of uh, psychological. It looks like it's going to be a space psychological film uh, called Voyagers. It's a little weird. Um, the trailer is interesting because the trailer kind of lays it out like they're, uh, the, the children are raised as like test tube babies mm-hmm. from the scratch, from scratch. Yep. And then they're raised in like a clean environment to, to go do their space mission once they're old enough. It seems like classic little like movie. Like, they all have their jobs. Like they all do like the things, and yep. they learn and do whatever. But the entire time they're served this like blue liquid that kind of looks like antifreeze, and it's like, oh, this is poisoning us. Yep. 
because they have to grow crops apparently so it's like then one kid's like we're not going to drink it and then you just have the spiral effect where all of a sudden it's like euphoria but in space Mm-hmm. Well, Euphoria, the TV show, for those of you following one at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of weird fucking... <laughs> Literally. Uh, in space, with cool light designs. And random um, cross-cuts of, like, I don't know, animalistic, like, animals in the zoo chasing each other. Yeah, but I think that's probably the show... Because what you can kind of pick up from the trailers, like, these kids, yeah, they're being, like, drugged and Chemically docile. repressed. Yeah. And they're being taught. So I feel like that's just, if you have no actual context to like relate feelings to, your brain would just pick up like from nature and be like, I'm feeling angry, like a lion mauling at a zebra. And you go, yes, because mm, you're just this weird robot type person. Yep. But you and I, if we get angry, we probably relate it to like, remember that scene in the Hulk where the Hulk's angry? And you're like, yeah, I get you. Mm-hmm. That's what that feels like. Yeah. I did, uh, uh, I did, like, watch this, I thought I saw two cast members from, um, Cobra Kai in there, and I was like, no, they can't already be, like, meeting the, the mainstream movie world with Cobra Kai cast members. <laughs> if anything, they're probably, like, back, not background, but, like, secondary characters, not the main one. But I was looking up the director, uh, he did Limitless, I yep. really enjoyed that Bradley Cooper movie. Um, a couple of episodes of Billions, which I believe you watch and you enjoy. I do. I do, although mm-hmm. it sucks lately. But that's... Yep. Sorry. Uh, Divergent. Uh, young adult novel books with uh, Shane Lee Woodley. And, uh, you know, did you ever watch that one? Divergent? Yeah. No, but uh, Shane Lee Woodley is now dating or married to Aaron Rodgers. Engaged, yeah. But so. Divergent, it wasn't... I didn't enjoy that. It was too much just... Oh, it was a movie that was a lot of gray. Yeah, it's a. I don't understand. I think I might have read one of the books, but I don't think I got it. Yeah, I'm just not a young adult person. Um, yeah, he only directed the first two episodes of Billions. Ooh, only the first two. Well, that's. I said a couple. No, I mean, like I'm just saying to, to the folks at home. I didn't know he was only. It was how many he was responsible for. Mm-hmm. But the first two, though, that's yeah. Those are big shoes to fit. They are. Or if anything, everyone has to fit into his shoes afterwards. Or or bust out of them. So, yeah. this It's really weird. Um, I don't know. I don't think the world needs more of these space movies. I don't. I think we've mm-hmm. reached a point where we're, we're at, like, peak space movie at this point. Yeah, give us underground movies now. With mole people. No, don't do that either. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Give us ocean people, though. Give me Sea Lab 20. You want crab people? Crab. I guess we could We could go crab people, maybe. Crab people. Good. I just, like, there's too much of, like, I'm going to, like, steal this one, but there's just too much of, like, the, we're stuck in space and there's no escape and we're all going to die anyway. Mm-hmm. And you can say that this happened with the, uh, was it Chris Pratt and... Jennifer Lawrence movie. Passengers. Passengers. That Voyagers, one... passengers. It's all the same shit. It's just change the like change the verb, like the noun of who it is. Uh, uh that one's uh, scuba. I push my glasses up with my finger on the bridge of my nose to say Passengers was about people going on a vacation to a different planet, not to run away from Earth or to survive. It was more it's just a vacation type thing. Um, so my glasses I push up to you. No, but no, it's not. 
um, I put my glasses back down and go, excuse me, what, huh? Isn't passengers, they're like trying to go to a new planet and they're going to wake up too early? Well, the two, well, spoilers for the movie, Chris Pratt wakes up early and then he wakes up Jennifer Lawrence because he's lonely, um, which comes, it's definitely like you, they try to make you sympathize because it's like he's been alone for so long. Like you can understand him, what? No, no, so you really can't. No, you re- I, I know exactly. You can't sympathize with him because it's like, no, you just forced this woman to now also be stuck in this prison with you. Like, but yeah, it doesn't, they try to be like, but it's so lonely. It's like, no, no, I don't agree. Yeah. But I think that one's different because that this, at least Voyagers, the 2020 or 2021 movie that is coming out, um, time flies. Uh, that seems more like this is the save earth while passengers was more just like we're going away and having fun and we're just explorers going to a new planet and this is a vacation on this cool cruise ship and then chris pratt is sad and lonely all right i mean i see you but at the same time like i think we're getting to be we're getting we're beyond peak space movie and now it's just uh plot, plot device space movie for sure so those are shows of the week this week i'm gonna give voyagers <laughs> Like a hundred out of three hundred milliliters of oh. blue blue liquid. Okay. That stops me from being a human. Okay. Um Okay, well I'll, to be a little bit more positive, I'll give it uh four hundred out of six hundred twenty eight Ty Sheridan talking with a very monotone voice, and I hope that's what I just hope I don't have to deal with a lot of teenagers or 20 something year old people playing teenagers in very sir things are happening it's like no please have expression and emotions you're gonna have to though yeah yeah but moving on uh this week we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming out on Friday yes the new Disney Plus show as am I uh it'll be a six episode roughly hour-long uh, episode series following our two favorite characters. Some news that have been dropped recently that we now know. It'll take place about six months after Endgame. Um, so that'll be after WandaVision but before Far From Home. Um, yeah, this just... I've, I've stopped watching uh, trailers and clips now that have been released because it's like, nope, I'm, I'm past that. I don't want to have anything spoiled or ruined for me. Yep. Cause with you on that. We're in the end game now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, which, oh, side thing. You know, Avatar overtook Endgame. Again. Again, how? Because it was re-released in China. And oh, it, only, and here's like, it, it only needed 8 million bucks. It wasn't even that much like that it needed to get over. But I'm at this weird, like, oh, are they just going to play this game now like for the next 10 years where like, Avatar will get re-released. And then Endgame will get re-released. And supposedly Avatar two and three and four are still coming because James Cameron's been working on that for like eight years. Which So do you think he'll do you think he's just buying out the theaters in China and telling no one? Well no, because here's the at the end of the day, Disney owns the rights to both of them. So that's just Disney, I feel, doing that. And China probably, if anything, was like, hey, will you re-release it because we want to see it over here? Because China only lets in like ten American films a year, if I'm not mistaken, something around that very limited amount. So I wonder, though, I do wonder what they have to edit out of that movie because it is China versus, and there's like an American military aspect to that movie. True, but I mean, 
there's nothing in it that I would say is negative towards China's political views to make them like, yes, it's an, um, actually, is it even directly said that it's an American company in Avatar? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm, is it? Because I was going to say, like, I felt like it was at that point, they weren't like pushing like America, America, America. They're just pushing more like earth and that mentality. But I digress. I was going to say, so I don't really think there's anything that's anti-China in Avatar. And I think because most of it is like a visual and just like, oh, these are the natives. Be nice to the natives. Oh, the the corrupt, even though, yes, eh, America is also not the our government and our military. <laughs> um, we just got deep dive into Avatar, but I'm not. Ex- yeah, it beat Endgame now in the box office again. Yep. And I feel we'll just now for the next few years just go back and forth. I don't think Avatar 2 is going to do as well as Avatar 1 simply because like the first one was visually like wow and that's why I feel people went to go watch it and then after like the second or third time seeing it you're like oh but Endgame I could keep I could go to theaters and watch it a couple more times I didn't enjoy that I watched Endgame recently yeah Um, you are correct it is not directly like the United States it's Mm -hmm. like the the resource development administration yep but yeah I don't know. That's a weird one that they're just popping back up. Yep. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited I'm, for yeah. it. You, I think, go. It, I think it's going to be really good. Um, I think it's going to focus on a lot of different things for both characters and kind of expand on their experiences. Mm-hmm. I'm hopeful for a solid villain, I'll be honest, but... Oh, I think it... I'm thinking this would be good because we already know up front, Zemo is the villain, and but also I've the... heard he's not the villain. Well, I think just speculation. I think at one point, the three of them will have to work together, like briefly. Okay, but he's not gonna like at the end of the movie. He's not gonna have a heel turn like Loki in a way where Loki is like, no, he has a redeeming quality, and at the end, like he wants to be a good brother and help people. Zemo, I think, is just gonna stab them in the back as soon as he gets his chance to yep. mess them up. I believe there will be other antagonists. We know, uh, like, the terrorist group, I believe they're called Flag Smashers, um, will be, like, uh, people that have to go up against. U.S. agent will more than likely become a villain because they'll be the opposing side of the U.S. government. being like, we want our own Captain America, not you, Falcon. So, but Zemo would definitely be the villain. It's unlike WandaVision where we went in being like, what is this? Who? Is it Mephisto? I think it's Mephisto. It's Mephisto, guys. (laughs) Oh God, yeah. if I say Mephisto's name again, I'm going to lose it. Yeah. I loved, I saw, it was like one of the last trailers, but like Sam Wilson says, I know a thing or two and everything underneath. He's like, the thing is confirmed to show up in Falcon and Winter <laughs> Soldier. The thing is coming. Two versions of the thing will be in the movie. Fantastic Four. Yep, confirmed. Uh, the house behind Sam, is that Mephisto's house? I think it is. Yeah. So. It's going to be great. It's going to come yep. out on Friday. I'm going to watch it immediately first thing in the morning. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. It better be, or this podcast will make us look like liars. No, it's going to be great. Wonderful. It's going to be great. So it is uh, free agent week for the NFL. It is. It's the start of the tampering period and all those wonderful things. And our beloved Patriots have been doing a lot of of transactions this week. We have been, um, as they say, stunting. Stunting. 
We've been stunting. And uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun to see the Pats just throw money out there like crazy, something we never do. Yep. Um, but we've had we've had a lot in the cap space left over from guys opting out last year and some, I believe, still kind of opting out now. A lot of people, Cam Newton signed a new contract worth $14 million, asterisk, but it's only $5 million with incentives. Yep. So, and also I've been reading up, there's like a new thing with contracts that you can kind of do, which is like voidable years instead of like unvoidable. Which is weird. Yeah, but that's I think because every team is expecting in the next five years or so the cap space is just going to rise. They expect it'll be up to like 250 million in a few years. So the voidable thing is just like, well, when it goes up, we'll be fine, and if it doesn't, we'll deal with it in four years, like stuff like. But yeah, some, tons of contracts. But the Pats have. You know, we got two tight ends, a new Boston Tea Party, if you know what I mean, a tight end party. <laughs> um, yeah, lots of moves. Oh, interesting. Are you reading up on? Uh... Yeah, I'm reading up on uh, the voidable years. I, I was yep. unaware of this. I'd heard about them on Twitter, but uh... yep. please, can you explain to the listeners at home? So basically, what it looks like is you get you sign a four year contract for X Y Z, but at the end of the first year, you can you can basically opts out of the contract entirely. Yep. And uh, that means that the contract, well, it looks to be, you know, let's say like $10 million over a five-year deal. The cap hits only $2 million. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, But the cap hit then, it's every year, it's $2 million over the life of the, the deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy sports uh, deals are crazy it's a very interesting contract uh lever to pull for a team for sure but i feel like it's it's great to see uh the pats doing this uh i feel like people still want to play for the pa- the patriots now post tom brady because you to- bill's scheming still works yep. um scheming. I, his scheming his scheming what did i say scheming they go no, heavy on the street i like bill belichick scheming is an interesting uh idea oh. to me well, I mean, he's. We got plenty of instances where it's been shown that he is. Uh, anyway, uh, but it's just really good to see they re-signed Cam, which I'm actually excited for. I feel like a lot of people have been against it, but I'll always be the one to say there was no preseason, there was no off season with him. He got COVID. Two of the losses, yes, was a fumble by him with Buffalo, which I like. Yeah, you can blame that. But the other one was a stop by the Seahawks defense on a play that had been working all day. Yeah. So that's just more like you can't. But you can't go, oh, Cam Newton pushed through four more defenders. Like, why could he? It's like, no, like, that's the best you could have. So I'm excited to see him come back. Um, them putting all these pieces together shows that they're at least trying to build around him a little bit. Maybe not yep, agreed. for the long shot, but at least they're like, okay, like, we got all these guys for the next four years, three years, some of these guys. Let's see what we can do with one with Cam. We only signed him for another one-year contract. Um, so... It's just so much incentive money. It's kind of crazy to me. $9 million in, in incentives. But though, yeah, it is crazy. But I think that's just them telling Cam and also all their teams, like, we're still not, like, out of looking for a new quarterback. I think we're. I think the toughest thing is just trying to find the right guy. I have always wanted Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he just went to Washington. Uh, you wanted Ryan Fitzpatrick? I think Ryan Fitzpatrick was great. I really do think he would have done fantastic up here because every year that we played the Dolphins against him, they usually would like they wouldn't be an easy like win. Like if we did beat them, it usually turned out to be like 
a, a good game or they beat us with a crazy plays. And Ryan's, Ryan Fitzmagic, as they say, I think Fitzgerald. I would have loved to have him up here, but uh, he went to Washington. But yeah, I, I really don't think of like there's so many quarterbacks on the market right now, which is crazy. I f- yep. feel like we haven't had anything like this in a while, but rumors of. I saw a fake Schefter tweet yep. today that was uh, Deshaun Watson, Watson going to the Pats. Mm-hmm. The number of people that I know that bid on that tweet were like, oh, this is happening. This is so cool. And I'll, you got to read the ad. Yeah. Got, Seahawks MVP number two is not Adam Schefter's like burner. Yeah. Now. As well, logistically, we, would, we have like nothing really to give him. Um, or at True. least the Texans, because we, we don't really have draft picks. We have good players, yes, but we don't really have that many that are like, oh, game changers. We did just give up a uh, uh, Thune, our, uh, was right, our right tackle, which was a tough uh, loss. Or no, that was a uh, cannon, uh, was our right tackle. So we definitely lost yep. some guys on the line, but we picked up a lot of defensive linemen. I'm just, it was really nice to see all this happen. It's like, oh, Pat's nation. Because kind of once the playoffs <laughs> happened and they were out, like, I won't lie, we all hopped on the Buccaneers bandwagon. It's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I've, oh, I've been a Buccaneers fan for 20 years ever since. Since Tom Brady signed his contract. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so real quick, yeah. let's just run down the players the Pats have picked Please. up uh, through Tuesday. Um, they spent $137.5 million in guaranteed money, according to Adam Schefter. Mm-hmm. They picked up Matthew Judon. He's a linebacker for $32 million. Yep, from uh, Ravens. Johnny Smith. Johnny Smith, the tight end from the Titans mm-hmm. for $31.2 million. Two five million, uh, Hunter Henry tight end for twenty five million. Ness, mm-hmm. Nelson Aguilar wide receiver sixteen million. Dietrich Wise defensive end, great player by mm-hmm. the way, ten million dollars. Jalen Mills is a safety nine mm-hmm. million. Eagles, Devonga Show defensive tackle nine mm-hmm. million, and Kendrick Bourne wide receiver for five point two five. Yep, it's a lot of money. I've never seen the Brinks truck move around one Pat's place so quickly. Yep. And, oh, I got breaking news right now. Steven Caruso, 50 bucks, punter. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I've only kicked three footballs in my entire well, life. They Because they know your leg's fresh. That's why they, they took you. True. They're like, oh, this guy, oh, he's got no wear and tear. Got those good Ds. Yep. Um, but, yeah, really, uh, really exciting last couple of days. Um, I'm excited for this season. This I, I think going into last season, it was this weird, like, oh, it's COVID season. There's no fans in the state stands. It was first year without Tom Brady. Um, yep. So it was just really weird to watch all in all. So, But this year it's like, all right, let's go. Do I think we can make a playoff run? I, I, I believe so. Do I think we could win the Super Bowl? I don't know because the Bucks still look so good. And a lot of other teams are like, okay, we got to make some moves to try and keep up. Uh, you know, yeah. I just I think it was about time that we started moving some money mm-hmm. around, and I just hope that these these decisions like last for at least a couple of years. Yeah. Is like I think the big goal there. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited. Well, football season's okay. almost back, everybody. So we're you know we're months we're mere five months away from kickoff. Any sort of. Kickoff. I'm going to call it right now. Uh, Browns. Rams Super Bowl. Rams win 20, 25 to 14. Got it right, right there, everybody. So Shane's, Shane's going to the sports book tomorrow. 
Ten billion dollars. Gonna put it right down, right there on the on the line. I'll sign. Don't you owe me ten billion dollars? That's well, I'm exact. Like I got this was not all paid at once, too. Don't forget that. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. yeah. yeah. Um, so the Snyder cut of Justice League has been released for reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trying to stay spoiler free on it. Yes. Surprisingly, to not color my my judgment mm-hmm. of it, but there are. There are things like coming out. I've also been avoiding things. Uh, I've seen two things. One was a Rotten Tomato score, which I believe when I looked at least last was seventy nine percent, which makes it fresh, exciting. Wow. And the other thing that I saw that actually kind of bothered me, uh, I saw a little thumbnail uh, from IGN that said, "And spoilers, to anyone listening, it said why it ends on a cliffhanger." And I was like, "Don't." Oh, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, it's like, come on, like no. But hey. I'm still excited. It will be released Thursday. I'll probably, I wouldn't say get up early because, you know, it's me. Why, why would I do even for now? I only get up early for golf. Um, but I'll be watching that all four hours. I'll probably do it in one sitting or at least like a quick bathroom break. It's four hours. Yes, long. four hours. But it's broken up into like six chapters. So you can actually, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there will be like even like cuts, like fade to black begin chapter three so you can easily ooh, excuse me pause then and be like okay let's take a quick pause yeah it's four hours man don't know i guess i I don't know how much of that is a credits though that maybe it's like maybe it's three hours and 45 minutes oh i thought you were gonna say it's like two hours (laughs) credits like wandavision yeah pretty much um but no very excited for this um to catch our first takes on it on next Tuesday's mm-hmm. episode, if I make it through all four hours before a week goes I think by. you could. You could. Know. I think you can make it an hour a day. <laughs> an hour a day keeps the the podcast keeps going. the podcast going. Uh, keeps Zack Snyder on your telephone line. Did you watch another hour? I did. Okay, we can talk a little bit longer. But I did see that there was a, a like a little glitch over the weekend where folks were trying to watch a movie on HBO Max. And they were actually getting directed to see Justice yep, League. Tom and Jerry. So that was funny because, you know, when you go in to watch Tom and Jerry, really, what else do you, what else are you looking for besides mm-hmm. Justice League? I saw a thing. It was like a uh, sneak, uh, a sneak peek of Zack Snyder's version of Catwoman in Justice League. And it was just uh, actually, which one? Tom's the cat, right? Yeah. Tom's Tom's the cat. Tom's the cat. I think so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Tom is the cat. We should know this. Should we, though? Like, it's always just Tom and Jerry. You never see, like, just a sketch of Tom by himself. I'm thinking the cat. How many? Oh, okay, yeah. hold up. We're scrolling. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's Tom. It's Tomcat. Tomcat. Yep, Tom is definitely yeah. a cat. Um, but it's just like Zack Snyder's Catwoman, and it was a picture of Tom the cat. And I, but it took me like ten minutes to put it together because I didn't know yet that it had that whole thing had happened. So I was like, well, "Why is this connection? What since when is Tom and Jerry a big uh, Zack Snyder thing?" Yeah. Guess it's not. It's not. Yes, Thursday. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll catch, us, catch us next week. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, we do have our, our last section on the rundown. We're going to briefly touch on a very bad movie. Yes, a movie you um, A movie. Oh, so did you watch it I watched all? the trailer. Uh, okay, that's all you really need to do because I fell asleep 45 minutes into this 90-minute yeah. movie. Um, so over the weekend, scrolling Amazon Prime, I came across a movie... Uh, called Deep in the Valley, which is a Chris Pratt movie 
co-starring with Brendan Hines and Scott Can. Um, Denise Richard and Christopher McDonald are also in this movie. Tracy Morgan makes an appearance. And apparently Kim Kardashian's in it, although I don't think I ever saw uh, it when I watched it. Just letting you know it's pronounced Scott Kahn, the son of James Kahn. Ah, I just know him from Entourage. He was also in the Oceans films. Right. Oh, that yep. is him. Okay, I have more and respect for him now. And he's Thank on Hawaii Five-0 as Danny. So he gets told to book him Danny. Or book him Dano, sorry. Uh, okay. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> deep in the valley. Um, it's a 2009 Chris Pratt film, which is like, I want, it's almost pre-everything for Chris Pratt. I think maybe he had been doing, uh, it wasn't Deadwood. What was it? Uh, uh, it was a, like a CW show. Uh I'll look it up right now, but this was before the OC. No, it wasn't the OC. Uh, it was before uh, Guardians. It was before Parks and Rec. It was before. It was the OC. Well, it was on the OC, yes, but it's not. That's not the show I'm thinking of. Oh, Everwood. Everwood. That's what it is. It was. I was it before. Oh no. So this was actually after Everwood. So yeah, it was after his big break of Everwood fame. Um, yeah, he's deep in the valley where he's a a porn adult. Uh, liquor store clerk who is the you find out at the very end of the movie or toward like towards the end of the movie spoiler alert he's the uh the long lost son of a porn oh wow yeah oh what a wonderful narrative ah yeah and then his uh brendan hines's character you know has a has a girlfriend that he doesn't like very much because uh she doesn't whatever do something whatever (laughs) um no it's yeah she won't let him leave her father's Uh company it's like a weird argument and then they they just you know get into a porn booth together that shows up at chris pratt's uh-huh. house and get transported to a porn film where they have to just act out porn oh, lines wow. together this is yeah do you know how weird this fucking movie is what was 2009 a weird time where people didn't it was this movie came out in theaters yeah did it it must no, have. it probably was in very select theaters probably yeah very dark well, i mean 2009 very... what was that like around scary movie four which still was a thing um, the American Pie movie series were still spitting out movies every once in a while, which after like the first three, they don't really, they don't, because yeah. it was just like American Pie presents the naked mile, which really is just a movie. So we can get to a, a good 20 minute chunk where we can just have college chicks running around. That's what that entire movie is pretty much for. It was just, yeah. They just keep filling. They're like, okay, what if there's a part where someone like poops himself? We can take make that like you know six or seven minutes, and like the next scene, we can be prepping for the the naked mile where we got the, the yeah, yeah. It's just a mad lib of like aggressive college yep. situation. And then and then what if like uh uh like one of the jackass guys showed up? Can we get Steve O? No, what about Wee Man? We can't. Okay, yeah. Like what was Kim Kardashian doing in two thousand nine when she was like? This, I think, was, like, right What's... after her sex tape dropped. No. Yeah. Because, no, she wasn't she wasn't known before that. So this has to have been, like, right after the sex tape. And this was probably something, like, early on, they're like, do you want to be in a movie? Like, we can put you in a movie. And she was like, yeah, like, sure. Like, this is good, just good marketing. That was, as much as... Oh, yeah. Wait, it is. Yeah. It... No, for sure, because... <laughs> what the fuck? Like, oh, God. There's so many things about this entire situation that is so no fucked. absolutely but yeah it's a stupid movie but it, do you know the title of her fucking porn video is this is where within the I'm movie or in real life no in real life it's uh, Kim Kardashian comma superstar 
So I'm just going to leave this topic where it's at because I like this movie sucks. Mm-hmm. First off, uh, the acting is yep. terrible. And I'm sure if you showed Chris Pratt this now, he'd ask to buy it to like burn it down. Um, it's just a bad movie. There's no redeeming qualities about it. Yeah. I've got nothing. I've got nothing. This movie is like, it isn't even like visually stimulating enough to like not put you to sleep. Uh, 2009 should go back and take this movie. And the financial crisis should have put more film studios closer to the brink so they didn't think about doing these things. They could recover faster. I don't think. I can't even find box office. Well, that's movie. probably, maybe it wasn't actually released theaters. Maybe it was just a direct-to-video like American Pie, all those movies. And also I was going to just say like, I don't think the studio that released this was they were they did not make money back or survive they're gone that studio is now a, a just a dust room um all right hold on let's see if we can find the studio yeah persistent entertainment i, I can't search anything yeah. i'm literally I'm, I'm only touching wikipedia yeah that means they're out of stuff. business that means they this is probably the only movie they ever released and it was probably two dudes who worked in the film industry for years they're like oh what if we what if we go out on our own and make a movie and they're like okay what's it gonna be about uh, porn. Uh, porn. And they're like, yeah. Ugh. Like, and they scrounged. Yeah, they scrounged no all sense. their money together, and they made a really uh, bad movie. But yeah, Chris Pratt would probably, if you brought the, if you brought this up, he'd probably make a joke. But then you go, let's uh, move away from this now, please. That movie yeah. didn't happen. Ugh. Yeah, when you said you would, but... wa- when you sent me the the poster for the movie. And we're like, have you seen this? I was like, no, no. I had to try to yeah. remind you of it. Not, not even really remind me. Case. It was more so like, hey, let me make yeah. you aware of it. Which now I am. And now I will always have this in the back of my mind. Yep. Just in case. Yeah. But all right. Anyway. That's it, it for is. us this week. We will end on Deep in the Valley. Um, we're, and, uh, we're ending on our bad movie of the week, Deep in the Valley. Um, Shane, do you want to tell people in where they can find us? In a boatload of places. And that's a great uh, word to use after talking about Deep in the Valley, a boatload. Uh, they can find us on Instagram at Shane and Scuba Steve Show. You can find us online at www.theshaneandscubastevshow.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you're there, why don't you like and subscribe us? Why don't you give us five stars? Why don't you write a review? I know we'd appreciate it. Scuba, would you? I'd oh, appreciate it. You do that, uh, and we'll uh, keep showing up in the algorithm with more podcasts and more content and more speculation of Mephisto in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He's everywhere. Falcon is Mephisto. Secret Invasion. Oh, you can't Sorry, do I already that. watched the first four episodes. I, I'm sorry. Had to. You, you stinker, you I'm spoiler. Not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, and just a reminder, everyone, you can check out Shane at the Mohegan Sun Comics you Roadhouse. Can. Coming up first week of April. Shane, you want to get that That's uh, April 8th, uh, 9.30. Yep. April 8th at yep, 9.30. So. Folks should buy some tickets online. Do that. Yeah. Don't, don't buy them through the mail. It won't work. They don't do that. It's not possible to buy it through the mail. So please, don't. It's the... Should don't I buy, it don't the buy... Please don't buy it through the mail. It, it won't work. Ugh. If you do that... 
Oh, no. I hope you don't. Are you sure? I'm positive. But hey, guess what? You can buy the tickets now. Yes, the link will be in our in the, in these episode notes. The uh, the link to the tickets will be there. Remember to get mm-hmm. those ahead of time. Don't buy them by mail. Mm-hmm. Buy them over the internet, and uh, you'll see yeah. Shane on April eighth live, live mm-hmm. and in person. And I don't know if it'll be in Good. person. It'll be a live feed from the back room. No, I'm joking. That's oh, not okay. how the show will work. <laughs> Just checking. Did, didn't know how they were rolling these days. Yeah, but anyway. That's our show. But yeah, that's our show, everyone. We'll see you.